1: Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with Broadway stars, creators, industry leaders, and Tony nominees. I'm Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to the actor Jesse Williams. He's currently nominated for a Tony Award for his Broadway debut in Take Me Out, Richard Greenberg's 2002 play about a baseball player at the height of his career who comes out as a gay man. Take Me Out is one of William's first major roles following his 12-season run on Grey's Anatomy, playing Dr. Jackson Avery. And he was in rehearsals for the play back in March 2020, when the pandemic shut down Broadway. But he stuck with the show, along with his castmates and fellow Tony nominees Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Michael Oberholzer. And now he's wrapping up his run in Take Me Out with the Tony Awards ceremony as the finish line on June 12th. Williams is in the virtual studio with me to tell us about Tony Awards' hoopla, explain how theater is like baseball, and reveal whether he ever wants to come back and do this Broadway thing again. Hey Jesse, thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you, thanks for having me, really appreciate it.
1: It, So it's been a long journey for you with Take Me Out, it's stretching all the way back to before the pandemic, and now you're coming up on what will be the end of your run pretty soon. How are you feeling right now?
0: I'm feeling pretty great. I'm feeling pretty strong. It is a new feeling, even in just recent days, maybe the last week of feeling like I can see the end. Mm. Um, It's always been this mountain. Like you said, it's been a lot of buildup and it's so difficult and demanding that it has really been this mountain looming large in front of me with no without with the peak not in sight and now kind of feeling like we're rounding a corner and we can kind of see some daylight on the end it uh feels like it's all happened fast and but trying to stay you know the thing about theaters you got to (laughs) stay present um because you got two shows to do or one show every day so um it feels it feels great i'm really really happy and feeling fulfilled and Excited that more and more folks uh, are coming to see the play and enjoying it and being able to have pretty robust conversations as a result
1: yeah. What do you know now that you wish you'd known going into it
0: you know i don't i don't I don't know I feel like I really kind of saw saw every potential outcome on this because as you said we did we did start this two years ago before covid and um, while I didn't look at the material during those two years, cause it was frankly a little bit painful to do that because I really wanted to do it and wasn't sure that we'd ever get a chance to, um, in, in, in that time, you know, I think I really did, um, kind of prepare myself for every potential, uh, scenario psychologically. So, so sadly, I don't really know. I don't really have a, a quippy answer for that. Yeah. But
1: it sounds like, uh, you, you were prepared for the fact that it would be, as you said, demanding and challenging. What do you feel like, what skills had, do you feel like you have honed uh, over the course of this run?
0: Well, a lot of new ones because I'd never done theater before, really never done a play. And so the the level of emotional, psychological endurance on, on top of the physicality, um, on top of the voice rest and, and taking care of your throat and your voice. Um, those are all entirely new muscles that I haven't had to work like this before. Um, and, and actually I've got an answer to your previous question. The one thing I wish I had known was, um, the emotional kind of devastation that my character goes through, um, is going to be more taxing than I anticipated. Uh, um, and I wish that I had kind of established for myself a um, meditation practice, a grounding practice, a way to get it off my head and heart and body after every show because it there was a difficult period um, because the character goes through so much and your body doesn't really know the difference. And um, it's, it, it definitely, I had a bit of a, a dip where it was really... Um, weighing on me and difficult um to to push uh separate um especially on two show days and just arduous weeks so that and that's something that you kind of have to live through to prepare for but i think i i wish i did kind of lay out some of the architecture for healing in the process day to day um uh, for the journey that darren was on ahead of time and i think i'm figuring it out now but yeah. but that, that did kind of kick me in the ass.
1: Yeah. I was just going to ask if you did come up with a practice then. As you Yeah,
0: I, I have, I, I'm always honing it and sometimes neglecting it, but it's, but it's there. And, um, uh, even just the awareness of it after feeling it for this long, it makes it just less surprising, easier to identify, easier to identify what it's not, um, uh, easier to set aside time, um, for myself, uh, you know, I really uh, I, I've got a lot of different jobs and responsibilities and interests. And I did a I, I set, came out here early um, from California back back home to New York and and did my best to delegate as many responsibilities elsewhere as possible. So I could be wholly present and focused on this and not be trying to squeeze in meetings and board meetings and all the other things I have going on. And I think I did a fairly decent job of that, I've a terrific um uh, folks that can help me with that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, carving out the time to, uh, be disciplined about just, you know, not socializing. I don't, I haven't socialized this entire time. I don't go out. I don't do anything. I can't, I can't meet you for a coffee. I can't meet you for a tea. I can't grab lunch. I'm focused on, um, building this up or, 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 or resting, um, and taking care of myself in between. So that's been a really interesting, it's been a really interesting six months uh, going into six months now um, of that. And I think that will be informative going forward in terms of my future work balance.
1: What has struck you about Broadway as an industry and as a community?
0: Well, what has struck me about the Broadway community is the incredible generosity and welcoming, um, uh, demeanor. I mean, the the folks I I have found myself, I'm just so grateful. I, I, uh, I I came in intimidated. I came in with the utmost respect for this lofty, uh, you know, this, this community that lives on a higher tier that, that, you know, these are crafts, crafts people that, uh, work their behinds off. And, um, you know, to be here, this isn't, it's not glitzy and glamour glamorous. It doesn't, it doesn't um overpay it doesn't over over um coddle you and you know everybody here i have such a tremendous amount of respect for and to be you know i i I, who knows how it could have gone Uh, a guy who's had a short career on tv and film who was a freaking public high school teacher 12 years ago whatever it was um uh if has has no business here and and i didn't know if i was going to be hazed if i was going to be iced out if i was going to be i was going to be any good Um, and, uh, I have just found, uh, support and encouragement and patience and, and, um, tutelage, um, at every turn. And I, so I've really, really, um, it's been better than I could have possibly imagined in terms of, um, uh, that level of engagement and and, and kindness that that I'm experiencing. So that's been a, that's been and this to to a whole new community to me. It's not like I had experiences before, and these have changed. This is a new world, a new a new university that now I'm uh, you know an early alumnus of uh, in, in short, in short order. So um, I, I'm just I'm just it's been it's been pretty damn terrific.
1: Yeah, a lot of the work on Broadway this season has really emphasized ensemble work among sort of a group of actors kind of performing seamlessly as a whole. And I feel like your show is one of them. Um, And I just wondered what that's, how do you, what was that, what's that experience been like for you sort of working with an ensemble of actors kind of night after night, and does it overlap at all with the experience of working with an ensemble of a TV series?
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, everything about um, working with this ensemble. is tremendous. Has been tremendous. I mean, getting to know some of the some of the guys. Um, two years ago, we had two weeks of rehearsal right before COVID hit, so got to see them in person. Got to spend a little bit of time in the rehearsal space. Just you know, put names with faces, get a sense of sense of humor and process. And and um, and and so much has changed, and, and a lot of us have grown in the last two years. And new fathers, and new families, and new new, new situations going on. And But this, but this group, this doesn't work without a really cohesive unit. I've been really, you know, what it stands out to me is, and I, and I don't know if it'd be easy to say. Maybe it's because the theater world is an easy uh, distinction between the theater world and and Hollywood. But in this group, there's just no egos. There's no pre-packaged kind of set of um, uh, habits or mannerisms that you got to deal with because so-and-so is used to this or that. Everybody is really humble, really kind, really generous um, uh, on top of their tremendous talent. And I'm, and I, frankly, even though I'm the lead in the play, I'm the, I'm the eager kid tapping shoulders, asking questions, asking questions, asking questions um, um, throughout um, because everybody around me has much more experience. So, so uh, my point only that with to that is that in this ensemble i'm testing their patience and uh you know we're not just we're not just hanging out but I, i've got a lot to, to ask and to learn um so yeah working with this ensemble is terrific every you know the my i think i'm in six of the first seven scenes of the play and it's this carousel of me working with almost every actor in the play you know uh, round and round and round so i really get to get to open the show every every night um you know, touching, um, you know, having a really awesome interaction with everybody. And uh, and uh, I learn a tremendous amount each and every scene. I mean, to be this deep into the run and still be making discoveries on stage um, is a thrill.
1: What was the best advice you got about being on Broadway and who did it come from?
0: Definitely, I've gotten a lot of words of wisdom from our incredible director, Scott Ellis. Um, something really... Simple. He just said it in passing. Brandon Durden, who plays Davy Battle in the play, and is a, is a tremendous person, an actor um, who was just who also was in Skeleton Crew right before starting our our show. He just you know just so busy and so talented and multi- multi-dimensional. He shared uh, something that I believe Noah Emmerich told him when we were in conversation. It's something really simple about the difference between stage and screen. He just said, you know, on stage. You're doing the master and the close-up at the same time, the whole time, and that, you know, using that language was was you know a little bit of a. It's fairly simple, but a but a little bit of a light bulb moment. In turn, it makes me think about the physicality and and license to be. You know, I've only done uh, TV and film, and and in that in that you know the. The camera catches everything, so you don't have to be overly expressive. You don't have to show, um, I, I, I don't think. Um, and to be on stage now, to fill the house, to get to the back row, I've been trying in my early day, in the early period stages of uh, rehearsal, certainly, to try to feel that out. Do how much bigger should I be? You know, you're having. On stage, like we don't have mics, you got you're sitting and having intimate conversation one on one with somebody on stage, but we have to be yelling at each other's faces so the whole theater can experience it with us. How do I do that with nuance? How do I, you know, it's kind of like if it's a light bulb, if you blast uh, a painting with hot light, you wash out all the texture; it just becomes flat. So how do I communicate in an intimate? conversation on stage without blasting out all the nuance, all the texture, all the form, all the detail, all the subtlety. Um, so that, uh, that simple kind of throwaway, uh, from Brandon just get, kind of gave me a sense of form, um, both physically and vocally, uh, just to be aware of. Um, I think of, um, you know, I, Just, you know, a lot of it was really just about um, breathing, you know, so there's technical advice that I've gotten from Jesse Tyler Ferguson or from Scott, you know, breathing from your diaphragm and not grading your voice and ripping it to shreds, which I almost did early on. Um, I think something that that Scott let me know early on was that you're never going to be 100%. You're never going to feel like you mastered every nook and cranny of every scene in the piece, but you're 70%. The audience doesn't know. They didn't see the other show. They didn't see yesterday. They didn't see last week when you felt like you crushed it. They're experiencing it for the one and only, you have to assume the only time. The only time. And, um, you know, your 70% uh, is enough. And that's not about effort. That's about kind of how you, mod, how you modulate your own outcome. And we, actors cannot be trusted to be able to tell if they had a good show or not. I have, I have learned, um, you know, throughout the process. You think you tanked it and people loved it. You think you were perfect you think you were Meryl Streep up there and you weren't um so so I've learned to stop trying to guess and to let it go um and uh yeah I think um talking I room with Patrick Adams we share a dressing room he plays Kippy in the play uh, and he's been a really wonderful sounding board for me uh, just somebody to measure um my my fears and concerns with and I remember um you know early on him uh just being able to give me perspective and calm me down when I would carry scenes, I would carry mistakes with me. I fumble something in this third scene and that insecurity about it would create a kind of bit of a tumble, a, a, a rolling stone into the next several scenes. And I felt like I was kind of clunking through the next several scenes because I was kicking, my, uh, kicking myself and he just really helped me just dust that off start fresh forget it it's over that scene is done start you know start fresh so a lot of the simple stuff for me because it's theater 101 theater 101 it's my first class so um the, some of the things that the, that folks with more experience know like the back of their hand um i'm experiencing them all now in real time
1: i'll have more with jesse right after the break Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, here's more with the actor Jesse Williams. Backing up a little bit, you're coming to the end of, you know, a long and successful run on Grey's Anatomy, and you want to do something else. Why was Stage the thing? What was the what was what was it about that challenge that really appealed to you?
0: Stage was the thing because it was in in many ways the opposite uh, of what I had been doing. I'd been working somewhere, as you said, for a long time. I know every corner of every set. I know all the wardrobe. I know all the actors I'm working with. I know the hours. I know what to expect. I know how long the season's going to run. I know the audience. This is the opposite. Um, You don't get 20 takes. You get one. You're live in front of a very uh, critical crowd um, in your favorite city in the world. And you have to get it right. And I, I just needed to be shaken up. I wanted to challenge myself, I'd, I want to, you know, your comfort zone will kill you, there's uh, an adage I've heard and can relate to. And I wanted to certainly get out of a comfort zone and just challenge myself, see what else I had in the tank. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I started acting later than probably many, I was almost 30. And um, so I, I want I to wanted just be, you know, being on a show 10 months a year for over a decade you watch a lot of other people build out a career, try things, experiment, play, fall on their face, get back up. And, um, you know, so kind of like, you know, in the classroom, looking out the window of kids playing recess, you know, I, I certainly can admit to some some envy and some um, eagerness to get out there and, and play and make some of my own mistakes, um, mm-hmm. which this very well could have been one of them. Uh, so I just wanted to just jump. I, I really just wanted to do something that um, wasn't uh, didn't involve fear, and let me really test what I what I've got. You know, what what do you really belong here? Because I don't have to keep acting. It's not. It wasn't a childhood dream. It wasn't. It's not. There's other interests that I have. Um, I want to. I want to see um, if I. You know, what it really feels like to be totally vulnerable. Um, and uh, in some ways, I think like this level of commitment and performance is a form of kind. Of, certainly, a vulnerability. Uh, and and kind of you know you're bare you're you're nude in some ways and uh, so had uh, the added added ops added burden or challenge of uh, actually literally being nude in this one too so being That's nude cool. yeah sure
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah take me out as a big play that touches on a lot of things like so many sort of themes and ideas um what what is the play about for you what what's really the core of what the show is about for you
0: for me the play is really about heteronormative relationships masculinity what is it what isn't it what does it require um kind of male uh, intimacy um what is it to know somebody what is it to be uh, to have a friendship um uh you know are you defined by what you do or what you're not Uh, i think it examines how much um homophobia is woven into what we consider macho or masculine from my generation and, um, behind me, not necessarily future ones. Um, and so for me, it was, uh, it it has really been about, um, sticking your neck out and trying to redefine and reform and shape what our relationships can be, um, and what it is to know someone. Uh, I think that there is also a really interesting um, uh, a really interesting play. Obviously, you have the my character comes out as homosexual. You also the character is also um black, is also biracial. and there are there is an interesting racial um, underpinning to the story for me that watch it, that deals with kind of a a a white man who is, uh, despite repeated, repeated offenses, despite repeatedly um, violating and abusing people, he gets chance and chance again, and a backstory and a childhood explanation, and a letter written to explain away his, mis- his, uh, his behavior and support, and um, shows up and totally disrupts my team. And my, which is my home, which is my family, which are really my only, really real, real relationships that I've that I've carried to countless to repeated championships. All that happens, and just and just like that, um, you know, my character is witnessing himself being cast aside for this guy who keeps getting attempt attempt after attempt, and the only my only offense really is just saying the words I'm gay. Um. So, so, um, so what that does is that has uh, the, the, the character of Darren, really, um, he tries to keep leaning on these structures that he's always leaned on, these individuals, these men in his life, but they're all wobbly now, or if they're present at all, or they're working, um, you know, multiple sides of the coin and being a little bit duplicitous in their behavior against him. And uh, so it, it just... That examination of um, you know what real um, kind of like I said heteronormative male relationships consist of um, is something that's really fascinating to listen to the audience watch play out to kind of hear you know can't really see them but I can hearing them put the pieces together as as the second act unfolds um, is a really fascinating experience and um, and also just you know it's a play that it's a lot about um, Arrogance and people can't really know what they don't experience, uh, and and my character uh, certainly gets a sledgehammer to the chest, um, demonstrating that um, we can we can cast it off as being kind of you know arrogant or or, or have big headed, but but people really struggle to you know everything is either imaginary or it's real. Either I've experienced it and I've felt it, or I've just heard about it and uh and darren lemming has only heard about um obstacles or the word no or um uh, an uphill battle and so he doesn't really believe in it it's kind of like the boogeyman for him uh, until it gets until he gets until it gets shoveled um, right down his throat so so um so those are some of the themes that i have found really interesting um and also it's and also i would say gordon it's um it's uh it's so densely written the language is so incredible um, there are really interesting parallels in characters that almost that, that say some of the same things, do some of the same things, live their life by similar principles, but they play different roles. The, the way they're introduced, who they're al- aligned with makes one a villain, one a hero, one noble and one a coward. Uh, and they have a lot of the same properties, qualities and use some of the same language. Um, so Richard Greenberg is really um, testing us as an audience. Um, to to realize the role that we play in um, in our interpretation of other people's lives.
1: You played baseball, right, Jesse?
0: I did, yes, as a young person.
1: And is there any overlap for you between baseball and theater?
0: Yes, actually, uh, and I and I would also say that the fact that I played baseball, my relationship to baseball uh, was a not so insignificant. Rode into doing this play, choosing to say yes to it. Baseball was a huge part of my upbringing and my connection with my father. Um, it was something that he cared uh, greatly about, and he used to teach me countless lessons. You know, he used everything around baseball um, as an analogy for something else, and you know, um, so I really, in part got excited to do this and chose to do this in, in some ways, uh, as an honor to honor that relationship and and rekindle those feelings. And I would say, uh, baseball is similar to, to theater in the sense that it's, it is both an individual sport and a team sport, right? It is, We do all, you know, in both cases, it is a team collaborative effort. It doesn't work without the team. However, there are moments of isolation where it's entirely on you. Um, It it is entirely on you and um, you have to be prepared. Uh, It's not just just natural talent alone won't get you there. There are many ways um, that you can fall flat, that you can make a mistake, that you can have to to miss a game or miss a week, uh, that you can injure yourself or others. Um, and that, that the level of camaraderie, you know, you can go it alone, but, um, but it's far more successful sustainable, uh, and enjoyable, um, when there is a level of, you know, cohesion and, and joy in it, in the work and fear can get you killed. Fear can get you hurt pretty badly in both cases. Mm. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think that any, all of my experience with baseball, it is really a nostalgic experience doing this play, being out there, um, being in uniform and being out on the field. You know, we took the team, uh, Scott, our director, took us all to Yankee Stadium one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the day, it was closed, it was empty, which made it all the more kind of spiritual. And uh, mm-hmm. being out on the field, it, it, it brought back a lot of feelings and and it is in some ways a, a church and a place um, for reflection, and um, mm-hmm. I was really grateful that I didn't have to imagine that, that I could relate to being out there for, you know, a year round for um, the better part of my my childhood. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's a there's certainly a few parallels.
1: Yeah. Congratulations on your Tony Award nomination. Thank you. what has what has been your experience so far of the Tony season swirl? It's a whole thing that you have to do in addition to your shows, right? Like you've got yeah, some events yeah. and some press and some galas. It's a whole thing. What, uh, what's happened <laughs> like for you?
0: It, it, it's been awesome. It's really, you know, going back to I was saying before about feeling welcomed and and feeling like I'm amongst peers and it's okay that I'm here. Um, it, it's just really been an extension of that uh, you know getting um, recognized for your work while you're doing it it's very different than uh, you know doing a film that maybe doesn't come out for two years 18 months after you made it and it's done you said those lines you'll never say those lines again um, people see it at all different times in their life and times of day and at different, you know, on different size screens and everything. So it's, it's all disjointed, but, but, you know, recognition is lovely. It's thank you so much. You saw the movie. That's great. Cool. Thank you very much. But uh, having somebody there with you in the space live when it happened that Tuesday night. Um, uh, and this is, you know, a different, uh, a different group of Play, uh, of people, artists, creatives that are seeing me act for the first time. You know, Grey's Anatomy is, you know, one of the biggest shows in the world, um, uh, but it has its demographics that it serves. And that's not always um, uh, the most cutting-edge filmmakers and directors and actors of our day or producers, etc. Uh, so this is the first time those folks um, who I also, you know, look up to and look forward to working with and admire, um, are, are standing before me in person, telling me how it made them feel and what they experienced and what it called up for them. That's new to me. I've never had that experience, mm. Um, mm. and that's really cool and reciprocal in a different way. Uh, you know, I just was at the Drama League Awards with Hugh Jackman coming up to me, and we're talking about each other's work and. That's very surreal for me. Um, I haven't. I, I've been in one pocket for the entirety of, uh, of my short career, and so so this is something very very new. And to be able to have a a venue, you know, we're talking about the nomination, the spaces you're doing press and doing gatherings and luncheons, to be able to fellowship with people whose work really moved you, and watching them be celebrated and and be participating in celebrating them because they've absolutely changed lives people saw themselves for the first time do something and that made that goal achievable made them feel like they could write feel like feel like they could sing they could they could act they could direct because somebody else did it um, so it's really this is a you know a real pinch me few weeks and, and months and I and I it's absolutely a, a, a huge shift um, in my uh, I think uh, consciousness and and uh, connection. Between my work and and uh, what it can do in the world, and, and and feeling a sense of belonging, you know, I've um, th- that that theater and cinema uh, are uh, are ahead of me in a way that makes it a little more tangible, a little more within reach, um, and, and exciting. I certainly always believe in myself, but but the, but to be in the ring is different than to be uh, in the rafters.
1: Yeah you are nominated in the same category as two of your co-stars, Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Michael Oberholter. What's yeah. the, what's the, um, mood like backstage?
0: It's, you know, we're keeping we're everybody's, we're all very uh, polite and supportive and encouraging and, <laughs> and sincere. Those guys are so fucking talented. They're mm-hmm. really great. Um, uh, and a huge part of my experience and, 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 uh, um, uh, I'm so proud of them. So, so, yeah, it's a pretty surreal, it's a pretty surreal thing. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, we're all, uh, you know, there's no, we haven't had any uh, competitive shots or anything. Um, uh, I'm waiting till, you know, a little bit, a couple more weeks to sabotage their dressing rooms. Um, but, uh, but no, we're having, we're having a really awesome time and, and which is not always the case in, in theater or, or film. You know, you don't always get to work with the people that you're on a project with, right? I've done movies with other actors. We don't have any scenes together. Uh, I luckily have really uh, pivotal scenes with both of, of those gentlemen, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, so it's it's very, you know, I, I can say for myself, it's very well earned, and I'm very sincerely excited to be able to have the privilege to work with them and watch them. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty great.
1: Yeah, your run in Take Me Out ends June 11th. You've got the Tonys June 12th. Uh, what's next for you and is Broadway something that you're going to do again, do you think?
0: By the way, I love that timing. That's pretty, pretty. <laughs> Closing to get right into it um, and, uh, and move on from there. Um, well, well, theater is certainly, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm part of this community. Now I've got the bug. I, I, I love it. I, it, I, it is very demanding. I, it's not going to, I'm not going to go right back into another production. I wouldn't think. Um, but, uh, it's now woven into my DNA, so I will be back. Um, and, and I I think I'd be interested in directing as well. Uh, Mm. I I already am interested in directing for screen, but, but that, that, um, could, it could expand also to theater and then, but professionally what's next, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. We've got a bunch of irons in the fire. We're in development actually on a, Limited series uh, expansion of the play with Richard Greenberg and Scott Ellis uh, oh, cool. around, around the Darren character. Um, mm-hmm. That's really you know developing into something pretty pretty interesting. And I've got a couple films coming out, um, so so we'll see. But I'm I'm I really you know for this is the first time in my career really Gordon where I don't know what's na- I don't know where I'm going to be next month or the next three months. I don't know, and that's that's a pretty cool thing too. I'm going to take my kids on vacation. And and you know, do some sailing and be outside with them and and uh, just see how I feel in a few months, uh, which is um, I'm actually that's pretty it warms my heart to know that that's what's ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, we look forward to seeing what's next from you and what gets you on stage next. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much, Jesse. Thanks for thanks for joining. Really me.
0: appreciate it. Thank you.
1: That was the Tony-nominated actor Jesse Williams now appearing in Take Me Out on Broadway at the Helen Hayes Theatre. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us grow our audience of folks who love theatre as much as you and I do. Or tell a friend about StageCraft. Or give us a shout-out on social media. Find past episodes or subscribe on all the pod places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on the Broadway Podcast Network, which is a great place to find more Theater for Your Ears. Until next episode, find me on Twitter at GCoxVariety. Thanks for listening, and see you at the theater.